listening to Seeing the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we are talking about 1991's American superhero classic, The Rocketeer, starring Billy Campbell and Jennifer Connelly. And, as ever, alongside me, three men who, why don't you stick that welding torch in my ear and call it the end of a perfect day? I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Welcome back, guys. In this episode, we are covering The Rocketeer, and this has come in via Twitter uh, from Timon Singh. So this one's for you, my friend. We've all watched it recently, and uh, yeah, let's have what we think. Joe, what are your thoughts on The Rocketeer? I I would think this is custom-built for you, this film. Uh, I would think that as well, but I never... It was never... It's not one of those cult films that's like, that feels like it's my cult film, you know. Like I, when I was watching it, I just couldn't help it. It doesn't, it doesn't move me in the same way that like Princess Bride does, you know. Like that was my, that's my cult film uh, growing up, and uh, this should be it. But I, it just, I just didn't watch it a lot growing up. But I did see it, and it was, it was really nice to rewatch it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it's amazing, but I have to say. I I don't think I've enjoyed coming up with sequel ideas for anything as much as this one yet. (laughs) Oh, that's exciting. Exciting, Wow. Uh, Nice. Al, what are your thoughts on this one, man? Uh, Yeah, well, quite similar to Joe. I think it's a great uh, suggestion. It's a great, it's a, it's a great one to do for our first uh, recommend, you know, our first request from social media, because it does feel like a franchise that didn't make it right. It seems custom built to have had a sequel or a number of sequels yeah. and to, and you know, the Nazi connection, the period, the, the, they've taken a whole bite of Indiana Jones out of it. I know it's based on a comic book, um, but that was written uh, like, I think a year after Raiders or something like that. Wasn't it early eighties? So really, right. um, I, I, uh, Similar to Joe, it's not mine. It, I, I'd seen, I think when I watched it for this, it was probably like the third time I'd ever seen it. I really enjoyed it, but I wanted to enjoy it that little bit more. I wanted to have an absolute blast. No pun intended. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> John? Uh, yeah, so I'd never seen it before. Um, oh, wow. So I don't have any like nostalgia sort of attached to it, really. Um, apparently, interestingly, it was due for two more two sequels. Billy Campbell was was penciled in for two sequels, but then it didn't didn't get enough at the box office, so they so Disney pulled the plug. Um, yeah, I think it was good. It, it is like a film from a different era, isn't it? It feels like an Errol Flynn movie or something. Like it, it's quite it's, it's very simple. Like it's kind of I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it's a very straightforward film. Like it's just it does away with any of the kind of the fluff, and it's just straight on. Like you got the good guy who's basically good for for being for the sake of being good you've got the girl that needs to be saved there's like the bad guy without morals there's the bad guy with morals because he doesn't like nazis there's the bad guy who's really muscly and big like you know it's very it's very old-fashioned it's very it's kind of charming in that in that old-fashioned way um i don't yeah, know like the, the lurch character i've kind of chosen to yeah. forget about that till you just mentioned it again yeah that, he's very, huge isn't he? he's it, massive, massive this, yeah. was this uh this was about a year away from dick tracy it's straight out of dick tracy that Right, the makeup. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't. I wonder if it's just one of those films. I mean, I'm in mid thirties now, and the first time watching it in your mid thirties is probably not <laughs> um, not 
not not showing it in its intended light. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, that's it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. There's a, there's so much to love though. With um, do you know what I really loved was when when you see the sort of propaganda style video of what a oh, Nazi what oh, a Nazi yeah. army would look like if they all had <laughs> rockets attached to their back. It's and pretty, you're like, don't you think that's awesome? That, that's straight out of Pixar. Now that's something that Pixar would do. You know that whole kind of stylized thing. I mean, well, for me, I was going to say the best thing about it is the production design, right? Like his helmet's yeah. great. The costume design's great. Yeah, it and, and Joe Johnson uh, came from art direction. And you can tell that, I think. Yeah. Well, well he, was like, the art, um, he was art director on Indiana Jones, wasn't he? Yeah, correct. Uh, so that, so there's that connection hence, again. Yeah. I like the outfit in that it's got that kind of like shabby shit. Like it, it's like a pound shop Power Ranger or something. Like, but like, <laughs> uh, but I, I like it. I don't mean that. There's, there's a poster. I don't know if it was the original poster, but there's a poster that I fucking love for this film, which is like yeah. the Art Deco style poster. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful, with, with isn't it? it? Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, that's the thing for me. It's the for me. It's the era. I, I mean, it, it's it's not without flaws. The Rocketeer at all, but. It's just charming enough that I don't care. Yeah. And even when you've got Eddie, Paul Savino, that casual look where he's sh- him and the cop are shooting at Nazis and he's looking at the cop. I love that moment. I love that moment. And Paul Savino's great in it as Eddie, you know, he's super cool. I mean, Timothy Dalton's camp Nazi is just <laughs> brilliant. It takes yeah. a lower low and then yeah. it pours a load of sugar <laughs> on it. It's like, that wasn't camp enough. Yeah. Let's, let's, you know. You know, but, it, was uh, only, it was only like a year past Bond, wasn't he? I, I mean, know. it's, it's, I mean, but <laughs> I love this, this was his thing, yeah. So, so he was in two Bond movies, 87, 89, and then 91, he did this, like kind of in, almost instead of Bond. Uh, like this <laughs> Amazing. Is his, he's on a roll. Let's talk Billy Campbell as well. To me, Billy Campbell, Brendan Fraser yeah, totally. is the Billy Campbell that made it. And Billy Campbell should have been bigger. I like him on screen. You know what? You know what? I actually disagree with that. I When I was watching it, I was like, I'm not surprised it didn't happen for this guy. And... And his lack of charisma and star quality is one of the weak points of the film. I agree. Oh. He's not, he's just not, he's good. He's just not quite good enough to I make didn't root this. for him enough. Yeah. Yeah, I and, agree with the Brendan Fraser comparison though. I think like visually and, and in terms of acting blandness, they're very similar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but look but, at this way. It could carry, Brendan can carry a franchise and this could have been a franchise, yeah, right? Can yeah, he? definitely. Well, still going to be. <laughs> Should have been a franchise. Still still going to be a franchise. Here we go. Well, if anyone could put a twist on it, we can. So let's just remind ourselves how the film ends. I mean, the rocket is strapped to Dalton as he goes out of the blimp. <laughs> the, you know, the chewing gum's coming unloose and then it's an almighty bang, isn't it? And uh, <laughs> So there goes the rocketeer. Nevertheless, that's how it ends. Uh, well, it's one, one of the endings. So... We need to pick this up for the Rocketeer Two. Doesn't Howard Hughes buy him a plane for well, for, lo- yes, for losing he does. his? Yeah. He says, "I want the rocket pack back," and he says, "Oh, let me have it for another twenty minutes to save my girlfriend." Destroys it, and then he's like, "Oh, no problem, have a plane." Yeah, he <laughs> gets a plane, and he also gives them blueprints as well. He gives like the old tinkerer character oh, that's blueprints. Right. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one, John. Okay, so who wants to pick things up with the Rocketeer Two? Uh, I've got a little summing. All right, so I think we bring the Nazis back, right? Because like, it's just such great bad guys, right? But, but who are the new Nazis? The new, the new public enemy number one. The homegrown Nazis, the neo-Nazis. Yeah. And I know that we've done it in Air Force One too, 
But maybe this could be their origin story, right? We, we had we had the neo-Nazis going up in rockets in Space Force One, Air Force One, two, and now this is their origin, how they get started in the rockets, right? So they get hold of Howard Hughes' lovely video that we all like with the Nazis coming, and they're like, oh my God, this is like our Bible. This is what we want to achieve. This is freaking amazing. And they're all trying to aim for that. Um, they somehow get the plans for the rocket as well, and they build it, but they're a bit stupid, right? So they build it all wrong, and they're just like crashing all the time, blowing themselves up in a, in a montage of just like calamitous, calamitous of science um so they kidnap the rocketeer who's still alive but the old guy maybe he's not so they can't care they can't kidnap him so they got to kidnap the the young guy uh, the rocketeer himself and then we switch it so it's up to jennifer Connolly to save him this time from the neo-nazis and that's that's I, it c- can we just remind ourselves how old billy uh seacord and jennifer Connolly w- would be at this this <laughs> You know, well, the film not, was set in, chickens. The film was set in what, like the thirties or forties? So we can thirties. So we can set it like what, just after World War Two or something. Um, so I know yeah, they're, they're going to be a bit... old for that. But uh, well, how old are they? They're thirty years older now. So if we set it in the thirties, we could set it in the fifties and get away with it. We know what I think we'd do. I actually think you do a nice bit of so you know soap opera style recasting. So it's just a new, same characters, same era, new new cast. Nice. All right, let's head over to Joe. Uh, I like I like this a lot, and 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 like John said, like you, you know, you, the Nazis, what what a bad guy. So I, I think I think you have to stick with the Nazis. Um, I I like the idea of set, yeah, it's st- remaining period, right? It's not a modern yeah, day. Sure. It needs to be period. I think we set the film the sequel shortly after d-day when you know it's all it's all kicked off because this i think the first film is set just before world war Two actually you know kick commences right right um this one i want it wartime set um ac- like across europe um and the idea that i had was the beginning of the film uh you get this glorious uh World War II battle somewhere in Europe um, and the Rocketeer comes in and it's the same Rocketeer from the end of the f- first film. The Rocketeer comes in and he's destroying Nazis all over the place. Um, but he gets, he gets, he gets blown <laughs> Become up. a killing machine. He gets blown, he gets, he gets you know, some sort of blast, um, throws him back and a young British soldier, uh, it's, it's sort of like lands on him and in his dying, in his dying wishes, he, he sort of like gives him the backpack and he says, yeah. you need to, you need to, there is a plot. Uh, there is a plot going on uh, to do, like, you know, to just, there, there's this fictional like nuclear weapons being dropped all around the camps, uh, all around the allied forces camps all over Europe. Uh, you need, you need to take on, you know, you didn't want it, but this needs to be you. You need to take over from here. Um, and that's the mission that he, he then has to, you know, go out there and save all of these bombs that are getting placed. So you, you, you sort of hand over the mantle. So there's enough of a sequel there for it to be a sequel, but ultimately you're rebooting because you're making the Rocketeer a new young Rocketeer. Yeah. Rocketeer Jr. Think Taron Egerton. Uh, but we can come on to that later, right? That sort, <laughs> that sort of, that sort of person, um, what I love about the first film is uh, is the bad guy Timothy Dalton playing like this like eccentric actor. 
who is also like you know a hiding in plain sight secret Nazi. I want a, I want a, another hiding in plain secret Nazi, and I thought you could bring in some kind of like Bob Hope style comedian, right? That is going to all of the bases. And doing comedy shows, silly comedy shows for the troops to G them up. But he's actually a secret Nazi planting nuclear bombs that are all going to be detonated at the same time across Europe and destroy Europe. And that is what... (laughs) Fucking hell, that escalated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not being funny, Al. If I were you, I'd be shitting it right about now because that's a very good pitch. Well, all so, I, I, lo- I love it. It's got, it's got scale and, and it's got all the silliness. You've got this, you've got this comedian... Uh, doing comedy shows while while sort of secretly winking to his troops that are like planting missiles in the in, Ziff, you know, under, under the stages. <laughs> Brilliant! Oh, it's all right, <laughs> Al. A very uh, an int- good start from John. Good start from John. Good uh, start from Joe. I really liked the idea of just recasting it and it's sort of being a new sequel. But I like Joe's wartime idea and I thought the passing of the torch worked quite well because you could leave the helmet on. So in theory, it is our rocketeer, perhaps. Yeah, or you could de-age you know, him. Well, no, I think it's fun to not see him. It's like the mystery of it, right? And then, but for me, the Rocketeer is pure Americana. I'm not having him being English. I think, you know yeah. what, I've got, I've got an idea for the beginning of yours, Joe. Well, the problem, the, pro- the only problem with that is the Americans didn't really join. Like, Hold on, be- hold on. Okay. <laughs> off, we start off Pearl Harbor. Pearl, <laughs> Pearl, <laughs> Pearl Harbor. And it just like says Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. And then... And so it builds into it and the Rocketeer maybe saves Pearl Harbor, like kills all the planes before they do it. And it sort of changes. Kill those planes. Kills the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, five-year-old. Um, and, uh, and it changes history a little bit and therefore gets sent into sort of um, celebrity status. And I was going to sort of bring the president in and he's, and maybe there's a team of rocketeers and, but I like the idea of it sort of, we can still have your comedian well, character. I, yeah, yeah. Still do Paul, all that. Pearl, Pearl Harbor's really nice. Pearl, and I think, Pearl, yeah, I'm thinking does. if we're going to have Europe, I would probably put that for our third act battle when he goes and saves the war, basically. But I want to keep that Americana feel of it. Um, yeah, right. America saves Europe and war. Yeah, I like it. No, I think we... I think we alter the idea a bit, so we, we blend the idea. So I think it's we, we, we don't have to follow on World War II. Fictional history is fun. So let's just say that history changed. The Nazis have attacked the United States. They've dominated Europe already. The Nazis are coming in. The Ameri- America's getting attacked by the Japanese at Pearl Harbor. They're getting attacked on the East Coast by Germany. So now the Rocketeer has got to like come up in two places. And it could even be that he doesn't just pass a torch. He creates another Rocketeer. So one of them's got to fight the Eastern War and one of them's got to fight the Western War. Um, and, and then also the Nazis are being helped at home by the neo-Nazis. I, th- <laughs> I, I, th- I think... Maybe if you want to do that much of false history, like rewriting it, maybe they've got it. They've got, the Nazis have got the rockets. You know what I mean? They've got an army of rocketeers, yeah. and we totally. see and we, we we see that little video become reality, and that's I, our I, I think that's part of the reason why actually the first film for me is a little bit disappointing by the end is because you've seen you've seen like a a clue, like you've seen you've seen a, a hint as to what the film could have been. And what everyone wanted it to be was to see 
an army of Nazis with rockets on them. <laughs> uh, and it, and it yeah, never so delivers. Let's give so the audience what they want. Give them what they want. Let's have an army of Nazis <laughs> by the end, all with rockets on. Love it. So I think you've got you've, you've got a good start there out with, with Pearl Harbor. I think that's a great idea. Uh, I also think him saving the day is a great idea, which highlights to the president, which is then suddenly world news, which suddenly sparks up the interest of the Nazis. So maybe the next time there's a battle, it actually could be a lure to lure in the rocketeer. And unbeknownst to the rocketeer, over the horizon come a squadron of Nazi rocketeers and yeah. it takes him out by complete surprise who are these guys yeah, all yeah. in black with swastikas you know <laughs> yeah yeah and like there's so many of them that the sw- yeah. there's a, it's like a swarm of them and people yeah, think yeah, yeah. That, like there's an eclipse of the sun or something but it's actually just like a million rocketeers amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> all out of us, all out of a, of a plane as well. You just see them diving out in the beautiful ballet. Boom, 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 there's, boom. Yeah, there's there's a shadow coming across the across yeah. the ground, and all the soldiers look up and say, "What is? What yeah, is yeah, that?" Yeah. And like little kids, so it holds their mum's hand for protection and shit like that. Is, yeah, that, a, is that a cloud? <laughs> yeah, no. like like no, it's an Day. army of Nazis. <laughs> Um, like, do you remember that really, I really did laugh out loud in the original, you know, when they're looking for it and there's like, you can just see the little tiny lights behind them going around like a fly and they're looking up when they first <laughs> test it and they're just in between them, they're like looking up in the sky. Yeah, you can play around with them, like them being kind of dots and, you know, the sort of menace of it, you know. Definitely. So there's an angle there. That that could be a good story arc, isn't it? That the Rocketeer saves the day, becomes famous, gets taken out by the Nazi rocketeers who then start to dominate and decimate and then he goes on the back foot and he's hunched over the rockets rocketeers damaged his ego's bruised a little bit he's got to save the day it needs to be fixed you know there could be an angle there I really like that so basically can I just break it down a little bit we're gonna go break it uh, down we're gonna go Pearl Harbor you know what Joe I think we should keep our rocketeer I think we should just recast him I want it to be our man I want it to be uh, Cliff so I think at Pearl Harbor, he saves Pearl Harbor, hits the headlines. Um, but that reveal, so then it's like first act of him going to the White House, meeting Roosevelt um, and stuff like that. Uh, Churchill can be there. Uh, <laughs> he becomes like a Captain America style character, yeah. basically. Like he's a hero in a public hero. You can totally see why Joe Johnson was chosen for Captain America, right? When you watch this movie. But why, why recast when you can just replace and you can just have a passing of torch? Right? Because right. I actually like the idea of the American underdog. Be it, like that's, that's the charm of it, right? You're meant but to root for keep, this guy. Keep all that. Right, just bring in a new character that is slightly, I don't know. Oh, I've got different. it, I've got it, I've got it. Billy and Jenny are married uh, after the end, you know, and so after the end of the first film, they get together, they get married. They're working still in the garage. She's got it, but there could be a kid that's hanging around the garage. Do you know what I mean? And also Howard Hughes has got to rebuild the rocket, isn't he? Because at the end of it, the first one disappears. So Howard Hughes needs to rebuild the rocket. They're calling on Cliff Secord at this point to come back and, you know, save the day. But there could be a switch where the kid could go instead of Cliff Secord and take on the rocket. And he's a new rocketeer. Yeah, but he'd only be like five. <laughs> no, like a kid, like a, like a kid, like a workshop kid, a kid who helps him out in the workshop or the garage. You know, the guy in the background has got the overalls and the rags on. You know, he's going to be the star of the show, but he's just a little bit Bruce. <laughs> do, do, do we? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Okay, no, I mean, I, 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 I would watch a five-year-old killing Nazis in any film <laughs> <laughs> with a rocket strapped to his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would watch that, but I'm not sure it's quite right. 
Okay. So okay, com- combining play. Indiana Jones films, short round takes on the Nazi. So uh, we've got two opposing views here. Uh, Al, Joe wants to hand over the torch. Al wants to recast. Which one are we going with? John? I don't feel, I'd, to be honest, I think the quality of the film isn't going to matter either way. So I just think it's something we've not done before. It's kind of a fun thing to do. I don't know. It's, it's a bit different because then it's not a reboot. It is a, it is a sequel, you know? I like, it really excites me a little bit. All right. Okay. That's a decision. We're going to go with it. Okay. So we are going to recast and we're going to pick up the film and it's going to start with Pearl Harbor and it is going to be Cliff Secord saving the day. Okay, great. Is Cliff going to be alone in this rocketeer? Because bearing in mind, Howard Hughes needs to build a new rocket. Well, can't the old guy build the rocket? Alan, Alan Arkin. I guess he could do. If Jenny's got the blueprints, she stuffed them down uh, the front of her dress, didn't she? In, no, in no. The... She gave them to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but then she gives them to him at the very end. Yeah, so Alan it's a good point. You do actually want Alan Arkin back in this, don't you? So we're not recasting everyone. So Jennifer Connelly is is back, perhaps. I, I think you recast the two, the male and female leads, and then and Alan Arkin can still be in it. I've never been a huge Jennifer Connelly fan. I think she's bland as well. I've <laughs> got a real problem with this film. <laughs> I've got. You don't like this film at all. Okay, right. So we're going to recast. So let's let's talk about that. Let's get on to cast because I think we're we're heading in the right direction. And we know the Rocketeer is going to save Pearl Harbor. We know he's going to get famous. We know that the Nazis are going to have an army of them. We know that they're going to knock him back. We know that he needs to come back fighting. So we've got to fill in those gaps. But we're all talking around who's going to be the Rocketeer. Mm. Joe's mentioned Taron Egerton. Al slipped in Chris <laughs> Pine. Pine. I wonder, I suppose my question is, are we keeping the very Disney, very family vibe, or are we going a bit more like, you know, violent? 100% family vibe for me, please. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's Disney, and now you've got to take into account that Disney is now Marvel, so they're probably going to want a cameo from Captain America at the end or something. Oh, yeah, we could do cameos. We could bring in, yeah, we could yeah. add them to the Marvel universe. This, this, is gonna, this is going to be like merging, but at the end, you're going to merge the two universes. Why the hell the didn't we just think about putting them in the Avengers? That is a fucking great idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so that's, all, that's all to come in subsequent sequels, right? I mean, this is, this is the start of a new Rocketeer franchise, which is going to, which is, they, they're going to bring him into like the Avengers and stuff like that. Avengers, then Star Wars. <laughs> then, then, then Pixar then Toy Story yeah, yeah. What, do you want Yoda as a rocketeer is that what you want that'd be amazing that, yeah we could we're really on to something do I have yeah, yeah. he could Imagine rocket that. to another planet he could rocket to like Tatooine the new Avengers film in like 10 years time the rocketeer lands and everyone's like holy fucking shit then Yoda lands with a rocket next to him and like fuck me <laughs> That would beat um, Endgame, wouldn't it? Finally, something that beats Endgame. So, all right. So we want, so we, so we want like a Disney acceptable actor then to play yeah. it, like I'm a very you, a think, clean cut family kind of Pratt or Pine, one of the two. Chris Pine. You know what? You know, I when the first, before Star Wars was rebooted and stuff like that, the first Star Trek film, I was like, give him the Oscar. I absolutely loved him as Captain I Kirk. I thought he was winning the I Oscar. Yeah, I didn't go that far, but well, I, was, I did I, think he was great. Obviously, he wasn't serious, but I just—it was a way of saying I liked him in it. Well, yeah, I, he was I, good. Well, he I've was got, good. I, yeah, I, li- I like it. It's a good shout, but I think at the moment, if we want some like good exposure for this film, it's like get it out there in headlines. I think maybe Army Hammer in the lead role. <laughs> 
get it out uh, there he's, in the headlines. He's got he's got some he's got some baggage. Imagine okay. taking that to, imagine taking that to Disney. It has it has to be Army Hammer, otherwise we're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, Army Hammer opposite Charlie Sheen, otherwise it's a game off, right? Yeah, yeah. Involving Nazis. No, yeah. spa- no Spacey. Spacey is the bad guy. <laughs> Spacey, Spacey it's a bad is, guy with a heart of gold. You know what? Spacey would guy. be good as the like the equivalent to the Dalton character. Listen, yeah, listen, okay. listen. We don't mention his name. Okay, so we're going to go with uh, the Chris, are we? So Chris Pine, yeah? Okay, and who's playing Jenny? Emma Stone, isn't it? Emma Stone. Always uh, cast Emma Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. I just like... That's I just, good I chemistry. Look they look good. They look uh, maybe good it's just because I just saw that Corella trailer. Which took a bit of a bite out of the Joker trailer, didn't it? Jesus. Yeah, but, it did, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she's, she's, she's good. Yeah, yeah, she's she's okay. Good. So there's some good ground covered there. Okay, <laughs> and Arkin's back, is he? He's old. Yeah, yeah, the wise old back. wizards, the wise old wizard character with all yeah. the answers. Yeah. We've got to de-age him, I guess, because it's only set a few years after the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. Thing, but, but that's fine. De-age no, but one there's something person. when you get to that age, he can just be a vague, very old man. Just now. a vague age. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And he's our Merlin. Right. So he's aged, okay. he's aged 30 years <laughs> in three. Yeah, right. exactly. That's Al Taylor on yeah. science. It's, Al- a really, it's, a, it's a really hard life putting those rockets together. Well, right. let's say yeah, something went wrong in the in the lab, right? And and uh, and, and, it, and it aged him. Done. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um, well, who's playing? Who's playing our Nazi spy? Our comedian. Well, that's the thing. That's what we need. The, the whole center of the first film is revolving around Dalton and the opposition to Cliff Secord. So we're going to need someone who heads up the race of Rocketeers, you know, the leader of the gang, aren't we? No, Nazi no, well, there's two, that's, two, that's two characters because Joe's got his uh, Bob Hope kind of guy touring Europe and, oh, yeah. and maybe American camps right now. The, the, yeah, the secret so- Nazi hiding in plain sight comedian that is touring, uh, you know, all the bases, hiding nuclear weapons in, in bases ready to DeVito? blow them up. I, I actually thought Coogan. I, I want. I think I thought Coogan would be perfect. I was thinking like a commit, like an American comedian, as you said, like John Stewart or someone like that. It, yeah, it needs to be a comedian. And now we're not setting it largely in Europe, right? We're making it all America. It does need to be America. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that could be fun. What about yeah. Larry David? Oh yeah. Oh. That's good <laughs> <laughs> that Larry quite- David is the secret Nazi. <laughs> oh God. I it's not bad. Yeah, do you know what? I love it. I absolutely love that idea. That's a good idea, man. That's a really and we, and good you can idea. really make up his look, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. you know, I mean, so we don't he doesn't look like Curb. He what? looks like, you know, you know, he absolutely <laughs> looks slick Rick. He's just got a permanent <laughs> shrug on. He's just got a shrug the you whole time and his arms of- out. What? What? That episode of Curb where he's in a Scorsese film and he's like, you want the money? Come here, you fucking cocksucker. And, he, and he, he, for that split second, I'm like, I want to see that movie, man. Okay, so we've got Larry, Larry David. Lovely. All right, so there's a cast. So let's talk director. Who are you, who are you fancying for this? Well, like I said, you can really see when you watch this film why they got Joe Johnson in for Captain America, can't you? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Um, really period similar films. Periods, um, superhero. It's basically yeah. the same. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, visually, like the Captain America's like leathery outfit, the the, the early one versus the Rocketeer's low. It's not that different. And I love the Rocketeer helmet and stuff. The cat, the costume so is cool. fantastic. Like has aged brilliantly. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so, but so, having so you said want that, jo- you want Joe well, back for this? Well, you? having said that, I fucking thought the first Avenger was shit. <laughs> like I love the Winter Soldier <laughs> and I love the Avengers. I'm into it, but I didn't like that one. 
Um, it looked so good not, though. He can he can direct. He just needs a better script. It's definitely you know definitely very yeah yeah I can yeah I agree with that. So yeah, let's bring him back. Okay, gone full circle on that one. <laughs> I just gone on my own. Little, no one said anything. I just went on my own little journey. <laughs> okay, I got an idea, but I want to hear what yours are. Title. You are not going to beat the Rocketeer Goes to War. I'm putting it there. I think we should. I think go the with Rocketeer it. Returns beats that, doesn't it? Rocketeer Returns. Come on. I'm going to go with Returns. All right. The Rocketeer Returns, and then we set right. up for Returns again. That's or it. Rises next time. The Rocketeer Returns. Although Tim on Sing, if you do, if you can think of a better title, let us know. That'd be good. Okay, so we can incorporate that. Nice one. So we got the cast. We got the story. We got the director. Let's talk pitch. There's only one man who can take this home. I want sound effects. I want action. I want ow. Ow. Take it home. First shot. Some sort of really American trumpet, you know, shot of the American flag flying. We, you know, drone shot out, reveal Pearl Harbor. It's on a mast of a battleship. Yes, Pearl Harbor happens, but it's not as bad as it was you know, in real life, because the Rocketeer rocks up and, as I said before, kills some Japanese pilots. Um, just, like, goes around, takes them all out. Really impressive opening. Cut to White House. The Rocketeer is now the American hero and now is absolutely going to, you know, fight in the war. God, it's similar to Captain America, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Very. So, so he starts trying to train up, you know, a team of Rocketeers, right? But as he's doing that... The Nazis, surprise, invade, um, well, they're not invade, but they they fly a squad of their own Nazi rocketeers. They've got the Nazis like on the outfits and the helmets are like really evil looking. And they come in and there's a big shadow on the floor and everyone's like, oh, what's that? Is it, an, is, what did you say? Is it a solar eclipse? No, no, <laughs> it's, it's an army of, it's an army of Nazis in the sky. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, did you? Uh. And so in, they take out the, um, the trait, you know, where he's training it. So he's on the back foot a little bit. Meanwhile, they have a secret uh, spy, the equivalent to the Timothy Dalton character, who's a comedian played by Larry David, who's doing a tour <laughs> tour of all the all the US military bases. And and what did you say? Really impressively stashing nuclear bombs, um, which has only just been invented and probably never launched yeah. at this point. And, and they're really small as well, really easy just to carry around for a comedian. Yeah, yeah, like a little briefcase, <laughs> one in every state. <laughs> and also the new- they so it's so over the top that they have to renuclear one in every state. So that's really that'll do the job. That'll wipe out America, I think. So he's doing that. So that's uh, happening. Maybe one of them goes off in like a shitty state, Kansas. Sorry, anyone listening in Kansas. <laughs> um, yeah. So then uh, Rocketeer starts training up his army, and at the end we have a big sky battle of Nazi army Rocketeers. Uh, versus American army rocketeers, the war um, goes a lot differently. Um, do we get do we get Hitler up in a rocketeer? Do we do that? Why not? Why yeah. not? Definitely. So Hitler, Definitely. Hitler, and maybe kills Hitler by chucking FDR in his wheelchair at Hitler, like on the rocket. So he picks up FDR from the White oh, House yeah. floor, takes him, and the and FDR machine guns Hitler. Um, while being flown around, being held by the Rocketeers. Sorry, I threw that end and in, boys. <laughs> and that is it. It's called the Rocketeers' Revenge. No, it's not. Return. Return. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. 
Take care. Cheers.